The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Darren, you look like you are in a power lesbian suit, a tuxedo, if you will, almost, and I am fucking here for it. Do you like my look today, Liz? You didn't even. Yeah, I love that lovely. you went right into razzing me before you even introduced that was with scissoring as a Oh, thing. right. Sorry. Welcome to Scissoring is a Yeah, there you go. There I'm you go. Liz Cully. And I'm Darren Carp. And I guess I look like a fucking power lesbian. Words yeah. my own. I'm wearing sweatpants on the bottom. So maybe I'm like a mullet, like business on top, party on bottom kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm into it. Um, I just interviewed Kevin Powell from The Real World, who was the first ever guy in The Real World season in 1992. And then obviously is back on Real World Homecoming and talked about how he was kind of like, he sort of coined the phrase. I mean, he did coin the phrase, even though we forgot about it, that race plus power is racism, uh, which has been something that has been like floated around for years, but specifically in the past year. And he was like, I forgot that it came from me. He was like, I thought it happened with another conversation. I didn't think that it happened in a conversation with Becky. So just talking about someone, not only in, in almost a perfect moment, but just 30 years later, you know, and he's written a number of books. And anyway, he was, uh, he was fantastic. And he called me DC, which I, which I really appreciated. It was very oh, nice. Yeah. And, oh. then Liz, and then Liz, and you're going to love this. So it's like, I sign on to the zoom like this, right. And I'm, you know, if I was interviewing you, I'd be like, Oh my God, Liz, like, thanks for being here. Like, it's so nice to meet you. You know, like my name's Darren. And he goes, Oh, I know who you are. And I was like, Oh, I was like, you know, good way or a bad way. And he's like, no, no, I watch your shit all the time. I love it. And I was like, does he listen to scissoring? Thank you. I like, I was like, am I going to get in trouble for saying scissoring on a work uh, zoom? I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's why I was a little bit late to this recording, but, um, you've talked about scissoring on your work zoom before. In in fact, just before this, uh, one of the, I I can't say her name because I don't want to, I don't want to like, uh, complicate things, but someone I work with, is in grad school and they're getting their master's degree and they wanted to talk about podcasting and like the habits formed by podcasting and what I listened to. And I think I dropped scissoring like 40,000 times. And she was like, name your best podcast. And I was like, can I name my own? And she was like, no, but I will promote yours. And I was like, as long as you promote mine, like that's fine by me. So anyway, love it. Well, what a day you've had today. I, on the other hand, I'm wearing sweats and a sweater. Mm-hmm. It's still raining in LA. And well, I was just in LA, as you know, for like a few weeks. And like, I'm sorry, but I think this is my fault. But it was cold and fucking rainy for two fucking weeks. And now yeah. I'm back in New York where it's fucking cold. It's like, and then Nadine said it was going to be nice later this week. So I'm just very upset about this entire thing. I know, but my plants need the water. So I'm not too sad about it, but yes, you did bring the cold. You'll just have to come back, Darren, maybe in the summer. All right. Well, I guess I will be, I probably will be back in a few weeks. I will let you know and keep you posted. And I gave you a little present. Didn't I, Liz? Darren gave me a present. I'm going to shout it it out. Chantel Martin, who, so hot. She's so hot. We love her. But we're shining it through the teeth. Yes, yes. Into her. She's very cute. She did a new collab with Adidas and Darren was so kind and she went to the pop-up in New York and she got me one of the screen printed shirts and she brought it to the house. And I have it. But I'm, it's one of those things where I'm scared to wear it because I don't want to ruin it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get that. I wore that um, because it's screen printed on the back. And also like it's one of those T-shirts that's like 
just white with an Adidas logo on the front. Like you, which is looks so like a plain old t- but it, that's why it's sick is because like you don't know. And on the back is just this really fucking cool design. I've Instagrammed it before on my stories. I'm sure you will as well, Liz. Um, oh yeah. Just need again, to fix so, my so, face and then I'll yes. take a picture. Yeah. No, your <laughs> face is fine. Um, I do feel between the two of us though, right now that I'm more dressed up than you, which is like, like so much more dressed up, huge role reversal for us. And I don't like it, but Considering the fact that I look like a newscaster, should we get into the queue? Oh my God, let's do it. Hey guys, we want to welcome you to the queue where we share some highlights and happenings within the LGBTQ plus and ally community. And don't be shy listeners. We want to hear from you too. If you've got the scoop or have someone you want us to shout out, feel free to shoot us a DM at SIAT podcast on Instagram or Twitter. Okay, Liz, I think I want to kick off the queue because I know what yours is and yours is a little bit more fun than mine. And I figure we might as well, like, we're going to introduce Max Dubrow, but let's do it on a positive note. So let me mention sure. my uh, shitty, shitty news. And I'm going to be reading from USA Today, but I know you're going to compliment it with a few quotes here. But I'm just going to read the headline. Vatican, Pope Francis says Catholic Church can't bless same-sex marriages because God can't bless sin. The Catholic Church and its priests cannot bless same-sex union because God cannot bless sin, the Vatican said Monday. It is responding to questions about gay unions. The blessing, quote, the blessings of homosexual unions cannot be considered licit, the statement says, adding that, quote, there are absolutely no grounds for considering homosexual unions to be in any way similar or even remotely analogous to God's plan for marriage and family. What about divorce? Is that also part of God's plan? And also, didn't God I mean, make me gay? I'm confused. I thought that God could do it all. The church and priests can still bless people who are gay who live in, quote, and quote, fidelity. The statement says, quote, rather, it declares illicit any form of blessing that tends to acknowledge their unions. So basically, they have no problem if you're gay. You just can't act on being gay, Liz. You know what I mean? Well, which was similar to kind of what Heather Gay was telling us about Mormonism. Correct. That she has, they, the Mormons have no problem with gays. The Mormons have problems with same-sex relationships. Right. That's so dumb. I, I, and I know as I'm saying it, that it seems dumb to you, but that's essentially what we walked away with. Right. Well, right. And then I got a, so some tea was dropped on Twitter today by okay. Sir Elton John. Ooh. And there's a couple of nice findings in this in this tweet. So one Elton John says this morning, how can the Vatican refuse to bless gay marriages because they are a sin yet happily make a profit from investing millions in Rocketman, a film which celebrates my finding happiness from my marriage to David. Hashtag hypocrisy. One, I didn't know that the fucking Catholic Church was producing movies. Did Wait, you? No, I, I did not know any. Does, does it explain like what? Yeah, so what? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes okay. on to say that according to the reports, the Vatican contribute 850,000 pounds. That's a lot. That's like 1.25 million. Roughly, I would say. Contributing to the movie? Yeah, which includes gay sex scenes. About 3% of the film's total budget. I'm so confused by a lot of it because like- I know. The Vatican, A, donating money, donating money to well, not they're only- they're not donating, they're contributing. I mean, they're producers. I mean, that's, well- Okay. I can't see like the Pope being a, or like, you know, the Cardinal being a producer, but like, okay, maybe. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about like, I mean, there's so many different forms of producer credit. Of course. I'm just saying that like, they are spending the money that the people have given them. Yes. To a film, right? So in my terms, it's like, I don't know how active they were. So that's why I said donation, but yes, I understand what you're saying. 
not only to like one of the gayest films about like one of the gayest guys, but also the fact that the rocket man would be okay with accepting the Vatican money. And then how are the people okay with the Vatican who, by the way, like religions are really established, not only as houses of God. And I say this without any, I try not to say this with any irony in my voice, but I think it's hard to kind of not say this. Why the fuck are they giving millions of dollars to a Hollywood movie? Aren't they supposed to be donating that to like poor people and people that fucking need help? Maybe like a charity. I don't think that the rocket man wouldn't have been made unless the Vatican came out of the woodwork and supported it. So that's really fucked up on all accounts. Uh, this just goes to show how horrible religion is. Well, I can and go it's on the and say business. It. It's a business. It's a business. I mean, churches are a business. Of course. Of course. You know, and by investing in the film, then they obviously had points, which means that because it was such a hit movie, they ended up obviously recouping and probably making a profit, which is so fucked. But anyway, yeah. I love that Elton John dropped the tea like that. Well, and he should have, because this is like, this is a lot of things that people were at least talking about in 2019. Reason 2019 and not 2020 was because we weren't in COVID when the gay pride parade was happening and world pride was happening. You know, every business that you could probably think of, you know, had the rainbow flag and we're allies and this and that. And everyone's like, you're only an ally for June. And then when everything else comes around, it's like, it doesn't really matter. And this is kind of that point, right? Like the Vatican's doing it for points, maybe in the community and also probably to get a lot of money back. Uh, But when push comes to shove, you know, the irony is, is that if God exists, let's say that God created me. So I'm just confused as to why God would create somebody who was sinful and why someone was less than if we're all in God's creatures and we're all in God's eyes. And, you know, even the Pope came out, I think it was in 2019 or something that says, quote, I have, oh yeah, in 2019 interview, quote, homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God. What we have here is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. So it's like how Obama kind of ran saying like, you know, civil unions were okay, but gay marriage wasn't, at least in the beginning. I obviously know that he is. So it's legally covered, but not church sanctioned, essentially, is, is, is the point here. You know, Monday's Vatican statement says that God never ceases to bless all people, including people who are gay. And yet I'm just, I'm just concerned if he blesses all people, but gay people are sinful, but he doesn't bless sin, then that is a intellectual fallacy that I think that if people are still members of this church and want to support the Pope and the Vatican and think that the Pope is so fucking progressive, they really need to answer for a lot of these inconsistencies and basically tragedies and travesties rather that come from the church and people just eat the fuck up as if it's just law. I think it's really disgusting. And I'm, and I, again, it just goes to show the reason that I am an atheist and the reason that I'm not in a religion. Sorry. There you have I, it, folks. Sorry. Get heated. I just, it's, there's so many, there's so many inconsistencies. Like so, how could it's we so not? hypocritical on every level. Well, okay. So I have technically, well, there's two things. One because we didn't talk about this when we were prepping for this intro, but we should talk about the fact that Demi Lovato was like, I am so queer. And I found that out more so after being engaged to a man. (laughs) Did you read those reports? Um, no, but okay. So this is what happens when you go to LA and you just scissor the whole time. You lose touch of the news. I guess so. (laughs) Basically in glamour magazine, Demi comes out and says, I know who I am and what I am, but I'm just waiting until a specific timeline to come out to the world as what I am, she says. And then she says she, quote, feels too queer to be with a cis man. And she's finally embracing it. 
When I started getting older, I started realizing how queer I really am. The past year, I was engaged to a man. And when it didn't work, I was like, this is a huge sign. I thought I was going to spend my life with someone. Now that I wasn't going to, I felt the sense of relief that I could live my truth. I hooked up with a girl and was Mm. like, I like this a lot more. It felt better. It felt right. So here's what I'll say to Demi Lovato. You are welcome to come on Scissoring Isn't a Thing anytime you want. Please, Demi. We share a nail artist, so maybe we can try to make that happen. She has long nails, by the way, Darren. Oh, so then she can't be queer. I mean, (laughs) as we know, that's the number one sign that you're not. And she's been talking about her queerness for a while. So congrats and snaps to Demi Lovato for hooking up with a girl and liking it. And then speaking of scissoring, Grammys last night. Guess what, Darren? Scissoring is Is a thing. thing. I'm convinced. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) I'll say this. Scissoring has never looked so good. Then when Cardi B and Megan the Stallion uh, do it and the way that they even did it on stage and I'm like impersonating my hands here with Liz, but it was like, it wasn't even just like a, what the, you know, no one of a scissor. It was like, it was a twisty wind, like butt oh. on vagina twisted around again. Yeah. And I think I slowed it down. I think I sped it up. I think I watched <laughs> it 4,000 times. Here for it, Liz. Here for if it. If you guys want to see the video, I definitely put that up on the scissoring Instagram. If I could put that video in my wallet and carry it around with me every day, I would do that. I thought the Grammys was good. I thought it was a, it was a good yeah. night for like Chica, who I know Darren and I stand for, who we're dying to have on the show. God, she yes. didn't win Best New Artist, but she was amazing in her pastel outfits. Phoebe Bridgers, who I'm obsessed with, who uh, speaking of Elton John said he was going to quote punch somebody if she didn't win anything. She didn't win anything. So hopefully he has a punching bag. Uh, she looked hopefully amazing. Hopefully it's the Vatican church. Who else was looking all queer? Everybody. It was a good night. Um, but yeah, the scissor, the act of scissoring of Cardi B and Megan the Stallion was amazing. I got a lot of DMs being like, oh, wow, shit, it's a thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, like, oh, it's a thing. It's only a thing with them, too. It only should be a thing with them, too, because they're the only ones who can actually pull it off as sexily as it was pulled off. If Nadine and I okay. tried to do that, I would break something or pull something. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> me doing that in that dance, like, in that outfit. I... Yep. Yeah, I think yep. you would be in the like Cardi B Tin Man outfit. Of course, I'm Cardi and you're Megan. Obviously, you have the badonk. I have the big badonk. But Wait, so I live in Cardi. New York. Cardi was I know, looking Cardi can, thick. Cardi can handle it, but Cardi's Bronx. I'm a Yankee fan. I live in Manhattan. That's my okay. Yeah, I'll, so be, I I'll be Megan the Stallion and body yaddy 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 yaddy. Yeah, I'm Cardi D. Yo, hit me up. I'm here. I'm about <laughs> oh it God. in my blazer. You think Cardi B wears a blazer? I do. Yeah, she does. She looks Yeah, she wears stunned. everything. But it's like see-through, and so you can like see your nipples and all this good shit. Basically, I just want to be Cardi B. That's it. That's my goal. Yeah, me too. I, okay. I wouldn't mind it. It would be a lot of fun. Her like mukbang, like all the lobster tails and crab legs. It's a lot. She really lives a life that I aspire to live. And with that, speaking of lives that I aspire to live. Max Dubrow is our guest today. She's 17 years old. She's the youngest person we've had on. Youngest people. She's Heather and Terry Dubrow from the Real Housewives of Orange County and his Terry. What is Terry's show on E? The botched one botched. that I love. Yes. Oh, I love it. The botched yeah. show. Terry's great. Yeah. Terry's- I was going to say you are definitely 
old friends of Heather and Terry. Yes. And it was great to have their daughter who is out as, well, we'll just say queer. She is figuring it out. She's figuring it out. And we kind of talked to her as she is figuring it out in a lot of ways. But it's good to see this perspective of a, of a, of a young 17-year-old who can kind of grow up in a world that we didn't get a chance to grow up in, you know, but we grew up in a place that our parents didn't get to grow up in. And I'm not saying we're like so much older, but clearly we're a different generation than her. And so it's really nice to see not only having like supportive parents, but supportive celebish parents kind of come out on it and just the, the overwhelming response of her peers and, and what that was going through and her struggle right now to kind of determine like, is there a proper label for her? Is there not? And so she she was really eye-opening in a lot of ways. And we hope you guys enjoy Max Dubrow because we certainly do. I love her. Max, you're the cutest thing on the planet. I hope you're listening. We love you, Max. Enjoy. Darren, I'm very yes. excited. We've got another one of your friends on the show today. I feel like I could say she's my friend. Like, uh, we're not... <laughs> I just did. Okay, good. Okay, Max has, I just has determined this. Okay, good. I'm just, I'm just okay, saying. Well, I don't want to like... Max Dubrow, yes. who um, <laughs> just launched her own podcast, Straightish. She's our youngest guest yeah. ever by yeah, oh ever by like kind of a bit, Max, because you're 17, right? Did you have yeah. a birthday in between your last? Okay, so you're still 17. Okay, yeah, I'm 17. Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> you know, juggling school, juggling family life, juggling now being a podcaster. Welcome to podcasting. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you guys may have seen her on The Real Housewives of the OC when your mother and father were both on the show. Oh, yes. Heather is a not only an OG, but a legend. I really also like your dad's show, the like botched-esque show where I watch D-list <laughs> yeah. celebrities yeah. redo their boobs. <laughs> like yep. 15th time. Every time I interview Terry Dubrow, he shows me his biceps and like how much stronger he's gotten in That's quarantine. That's like the most Terry thing ever. It's so Terry, Max. <laughs> and like, you know, Max knows her parents are embarrassing. At least her dad. Like Terry's oh, embarrassing. 100%. Yes. Yeah, she owns yeah. this. So it's just, he's always like, dude, look at my muscles. I'm like, Terry, stop. Oh yeah. And then he comes to dinner afterwards and goes, guys, I showed my muscles. I looked so good today. Like you should have seen it. We're going to watch that on the big screen, like oh, airplanes his phone. Oh, yeah. Darren, I know you, we yes. typically like to start these episodes with a format, so I won't start going off the rails. Darren, <laughs> okay. take it away. Okay, Max, I'm not sure how much of scissoring you've ever listened to, but this is going to steer our conversation. Your podcast is I'll give it to you straightish. And mm-hmm. so this is a perfect segue into our first question, which would be ask all of our guests how they identify sexually, any sort of way. People say a range of answers. Would you mind answering that question as you see fit, Max? Yes. Okay. So I came out as bisexual and I am now confused, (laughs) probably (laughs) lesbian, but we're not going to deal with it yet because it sounds like a lot of work. So Okay, this is a what, perfect, the, okay, perfect, this is perfect, perfect. Okay, so <laughs> no, no, I was you, just going to say, I'm a lesbian a, and, and Liz is bi. So you're I'm hitting. But Max, I'm, ma- I'm the only one married around this joint and okay, I'm married correct. to a woman. Oh, okay. So actually, I think you have a good audience to unpack the confusion. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is good. Okay, so bisexual now confused is how yeah. you yes. would describe yep. it. Okay, pretty much. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm thinking. This is just, just like. The male validation, maybe because daddy issues, but I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's stop. I love God, this. this. She's Max, seventeen, this is- and she's so much smarter already <laughs> than like sixty-five-year-olds we have on the show. Like she's talking about daddy issues at seventeen, Liz. Like who wow, are we? Also, who are I would we? like to just say therapy is just a gift that keeps it's on a giving. Gift. Tell me about it's- it. It's my mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Oh, every Wednesday. Wednesday. 
I'm oh, every yeah. Thursday, Darren's every Friday, and I'm okay, also married it. to a therapist. No way. Yes. Max, I'm okay, telling you. My yes. only thing about that is like, do they psychoanal- psychoanalyze you? Yes, the answer you? is a resounding okay. correct. This right. is they why do. you're going to learn that Liz is a nut job, and I blame her <laughs> wife because Liz can't be a normal crazy person. She's psychoanalyzed by her wife every two seconds. Okay, which actually, is one time it. somebody said something really mean to me, if you can mm-hmm. imagine, and they were shitting on me and my wife, and they're like, no wonder Rachel married you because you're so fucking crazy. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> First of all, she worked in entertainment when we first got right. together and left film and television to then go become a therapist. And I am technically a therapist because I was with her through fucking grad school and was Bro, very present. Yes. I'm a podcaster. Yes. Yes, anyway, exactly. <laughs> I want to unpack the male validation point that you just yeah. made. So are you saying that you feel as though perhaps you're confused, bisexual, that maybe more of your bisexuality leans in the sense that you would like male validation and therefore that's what attracts you to them? Yeah. So I read this thing on TikTok or whatever. It's really accounted on TikTok called the lesbian manifesto. And I was like, good, let's, let's read this and then change my entire life. But so I started reading it and it was mostly about like, I want to say the word was heteronormativity or something. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a word. Yeah. Okay. So then good. (laughs) Uh, Where it's like, a lot of bisexuals are bisexual because it's so ingrained in us as a society that we need male validation and like attraction to male is obviously different than like admiring men. And so it's so innate in us that we're supposed to be any type of like, if you see a man, you're like, wow, he's beautiful. There's a difference between admiring him and having an attraction to him, which I feel like no one talks about because I didn't even think about that. So I was like, oh, that's a really good point. So I was reading this and I was like, yeah, like when men tell you you're pretty, you're like, yeah, I know. Thank you. I like that. And then, But you're not attracted to them. So I don't know. It's like, it's very confusing. And there's a no, lot. No, I'm really to here for here. this. I'm, no. there is a lot to unpack. And I really, I really am into this. There is a lot of it. And I think, I think that you're right, especially at 17, where I'm sure that it's like, you know, you're getting all of your signals from your peers. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And it, 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 you're not at college on your own. And now in quarantine, it's probably even exacerbated. But like, you know, I am not what you call a gold star gay. I had boyfriends and anything and everything. And, right. you know, the funny thing is, is like, I can talk about this with when I came out to my dad, right? My dad was like, great. We can talk about women. And he's like, it makes (laughs) sense because men and women can find women attractive. Women are attractive as a universal being objectively. And, you know, I have straight female friends that could be like, that woman is beautiful, but Mm -hmm. they don't have sexual attraction to her. They don't want to have sex with her. They just admire a beautiful looking creature, which I could do with a man. I can objectively say that like, Idris Elba is fucking gorgeous, Ooh, right? right. Like, good, good Gorgeous there. man, yes. in my opinion. Correct. Gorgeous man. But I don't want to have sex with him. I mean, as a 17-year-old, I'm with hundreds of high schoolers who are all like, right. boyfriend, I need a boyfriend. Like, I need a man. I'm going to grow up and marry ex, like whoever, probably some Timothy Chalamet type shit. <laughs> I and, love Timothy like, Chalamet, <laughs> though. So I'm, Timothy. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, everyone around me is like, he's so hot. And I'm like, yeah, he is hot, but I don't want to date him. And they're like, no, that means you want to date him. Like, he's hot. Like, no, it doesn't. And so everyone around me saying, he's hot. I want to date him, like male validation, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Except no, (laughs) everything you just said is correct, except for the part about dating him. Yeah. And let me, and let me just tell you, and I'll dispel this rumor right now. I mean, like, 
I still like, it's still flattering if someone calls me attractive, male, yeah. female, you know, gender nonconforming. It's an attractive, you know, quality to be considered attractive by other people. Like right. that is yeah. a universal truth, I think, by anyone. But, you know, being attracted to someone isn't the same as having an emotional connection with them, which is right. where I think like really comes in with what you're saying is like, I don't want to sleep with them. I just want yeah. him to maybe equivalently find me pretty. When you came out, as bisexual, did you feel definitively in that moment, like I am this, or this was just the best moniker identifier for you at the time to describe yourself as? I a hundred percent thought I was bisexual, like no doubt about it. I wouldn't have come out as bisexual if I still had to figure it out, which is like kind of frustrating because now I'm still figuring it out. And I felt like that we was all the, end of the line. Like yeah, that I was, was going to say, it kind of never all ends. Are. Yeah. yeah. So Don't let anyone just... tell you that you should have it out. Like <laughs> you figure it out. For a lifetime of questions. Yeah, anyway. perfect. <laughs> so it sounds like at the time it was definitively like what you felt like and now it's evolving. So Jojo Siwa, who just love her, yes, stand her. I love her. Actually, not, Big not fans. to whatever, but I saw her driving. Did you know about this? Either of you, her Tesla that's wrapped in her face. Oh my God, I've seen it. It's amazing. At, <laughs> so have I. Darren, do you know about this? She has a Tesla wrapped so in her I'm face. So I'm driving. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm driving on Melrose. I live right in like West Hollywood, whatever area. And I'm mm -hmm. driving on Melrose and all of a sudden I see it and I'm like, shit. So I'm kind of like slowing down to try to see her and <gasps> going forward, but it's all tinted. But you know what I saw? Right? Like, because you, you can kind of look in tinted windows, the sparkly hair thing. You lucky bitch. Are you kidding? I, <laughs> I just like saw a glimmer I of it. Will and I'm say, like, I've oh interviewed my God. Bef her before and she's the nicest. I'm okay, trying to get ever. her on my podcast. She okay, Max, if you so get her before us, we're going to we're going to have words. <laughs> also, but Max, get Terry Dubrow a Tesla with Terry's face on it because Terry, oh I feel God. like, I would thrive. What if it's just muscles? What if he it's just all flexing? It would be. The mirrors would be his biceps. Like, that's <laughs> Terry Dubrow like, to me. sticker would just say, like, botched on it. <laughs> oh, my God, a dead. Okay, so JoJo dead. sort of came out basically yeah. just saying mm -hmm. that she identified as being a part of the LGBTQ plus community, however, didn't want to put labels on it. Right. And I know for me when I was kind of figuring it all, I always knew that there was no way that I was straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I always right. knew that growing up. I was like, girls are hot, boys are hot. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I remember really only up until kind of my late twenties, I kind of said the same. I was like, I just, I love people for people. Right. Do you find, I don't want to, I'm trying to like choose my words carefully because I've been thinking about it a lot. Do you think that that is just a safe way to stay in the figuring out, which Darren and I will tell you, you're constantly evolving, not only as a woman and as a person, but mm. also as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, it just keeps going and going, which I think evolution is great. Right. right. But do you think just the whole, like, I love who I love and I don't need to come out and say it is because it's too scary to choose. Like, do you think it's just better to be in, you know, the kind of, confusion state yeah, like, what yeah. do you think about that it's so funny you bring this up because my whole family has been talking about this so much because we've been trying to figure out the difference between like pansexual and bisexual and like mm. wait there's another one darren remember my goddaughter who told me about the one where it's like you're not pan but you're more you kind of choose one sex I'll try to think about it. Think of the but term that's another one like, for you it's omnisexual okay okay Maybe okay, that's so what we are. Max, maybe you and I are omnisexual. 
Totally. I don't even know what that means, but I'm so down. Welcome She's like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm like, cool. Right. <laughs> so I'm a little confused by all of those, which I feel like a lot of people are because there's like a lot. I mean, there's it's too many a lot terms. Of gray sometimes. area. Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. But I think it's a smart thing to do is to come out as just part of the community and not something specific because we are always growing and evolving. And I mean, I wish I would have done that because I mean, I don't feel the need to like come out if I am lesbian, like as lesbian rather than bi, because it just, I don't really need to prove myself to anyone. So it doesn't matter, but it just sounds like a lot less work to just say, I like who I like. I don't know who that is yet, but I'm figuring it out and not give anyone that like label, which I feel like the label's really only for other people because we don't need a label. We don't, it doesn't matter. We're not, it's only to tell other people we like girls and boys or just girls or just boys, but it's such a spectrum. So, I mean, yes and no. So I think that it's a way to definitely, we have no clue and we're trying to figure it out, but also it's a way to like not give it to anyone else. And it's kind of like our own, like we get to define it ourselves, I guess. Sure. See, your generation is so much, and, and you know, our generation, me and Liz's generation was better than our parents, better right. than our grandparents. You know what I mean? Like you're more evolved yeah. than your parents, even though they're great by nature yeah. of how you grew up and, and the people around you and having TikTok and everything. I'm curious because you're 17, you mm-hmm. go to a, you're Jewish. Yeah. Well, you're you're boo-Jew, you're boo-Jew, <laughs> yeah. you're Buddhist Jewish. <laughs> yep. You go to a Catholic high school. Yep. You came out as bisexual, even though you would now describe yourself as confused. What was harder in your school with your peers to, to be like this, you know, boo person or to be this sexually bi-curious, confused type of girl? What was harder for you and what do your peers say about it? So I would say about a third of each grade at my school is gay in some way. Like they just are gay, but they're not like out, okay. which is like the most Catholic school thing you can For Orange say. County too, Max. Orange like, County oh, is yeah. really conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like when I came out, you have no idea the number of texts I got from girls in my school being like, dude, I am too, but don't tell, sh- don't tell fucking anyone. And I was like, dude, I won't, but what? I was like, this is like wow. 20 girls the day I came out. And then like, it keeps going on. Were like, you like, oh, y'all want to go party? What? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like oh, dude, okay. let's hang out. Like, <laughs> and then I'll get texts. It's like, how do I know if I'm gay? I'm like, if you have to ask me that, you definitely are. <laughs> well, I mean, I do think that, right? Like if you're asking yeah. yourselves those questions, you know that you're at least not straight, which is what oh, Liz 100%. and I's point was. Like we knew we weren't straight, whether or not we knew what we were, you right. know? Yeah, exactly. But I think definitely I went into the school, you know, always being pretty open about my religion and that I don't really have one and don't really care and whatever. So I think there's a lot of people that agree with that because there's a lot of spirituality at my school, mostly by the bisexuals. Love that, love that. But it's all like tarot cards and like, (laughs) I don't even know, incense and whatever stuff. So which is all crystals. Don't forget the crystals, Max. Crystals. (laughs) My entire thing over there is a drawer of crystals, 100%. Yes, I love that. I thought it was going to be a way bigger deal going into the high school than it was because, you know, there's like a pro-life club at that school, which is by the way, entirely men, entirely men. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Really like teenagers. And I mean, I, again, you're indoctrinated by what your parents think though, you know what I mean? Hell man. God. Especially at that age, you're absorbing whatever the fuck is around you. You're not, they're not saying, what if I get a girl pregnant at 17? They're saying like, no, it's a life. They're not getting 
They're not getting anyone getting pregnant laid. from marriage anyway. So Real like, talk, girl. Really Real or at least talk. that's what they think, Matt. That's, <laughs> that's what they hope. Yeah. Do you have any rules at school about conduct? And what are those rules? Like if you wanted to kiss a girl or yeah, something. Yeah, like are you guys, is it more like generalized? Yeah, like yeah, no. conduct so, in school. So like, for instance, if your friend is perhaps not invited to some of these programs because they're openly yeah. in the LGBTQ plus community, does the school have grounds because they have like weird clauses about conduct? Yeah, so we're not allowed to bring the same sex to any school dances. Got it. And then, oh yeah. And at a different school, that's like 10 minutes away from mine. They are allowed to, but they have to sign a form that says they're going to go to therapy. What the fuck? Is that a religious school too? Yeah. I've brought like a girl to a school dance through a friend. Like I have, I made them go with one of my guy friends and that was the only way she was like allowed in. So I know. What do your parents think about that? I mean, there's nothing they can do. My parents think that's fucked up because it obviously is. Of course. But it's like, you know, they're not controlled by, because it's not, it's a private Catholic school. Exactly. They're not controlled right. by anyone. They're Government literally allowed to do whatever they fuck they want. Right. You so, can also choose to go, like, did you, yeah, you, you want to leave that school at any time? No one of that is. is it's such a good, like, academic school that I have to kind of ignore sure. everything else because I'm very, like, academically focused. Sure. But no so, wonder your peers are saying, I'm gay too, but don't tell anyone because they're clearly going to get, you know, they're not invited to prom or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And like a bunch of people from my school unfollowed me after I posted that. Not like my friends, but like random like kids I don't even know. It's just, it's super weird. Like it's, it's like we've grown so much as a generation too to get to this point. Why are we going backwards in this way? Right. Yeah, sometimes it's like two steps backwards, but five Mm -hmm. steps forward. And those two steps backward always look weird. How did that make you feel when you didn't get when people unfollowed you? I didn't give a shit. I was like, all right, well, you'll figure it out eventually. Like, it's not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those people don't even know me. I don't care what you think about my like sexuality. Like one thing is getting shit on for like your physical appearance or like your personality. But literally something I physically cannot choose. I don't give a shit. Like, think whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Well, and you grew up, quite frankly, on TV. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, growing up in the spotlight, do you feel like perhaps maybe more so than some of your peers, you were prepared a hundred coming out? A hundred percent. And that's another thing is like, I was already kind of like in the eye at my school. So people were already looking at me because my dad's on TV, you know, my mom's on whatever. And so I'm already like not popular, but like well-known in my school. So when I came out, people were already looking at me. So it was, and it was not expected. Like, let's be honest. I look so straight. Like I hate saying that, but it's so (laughs) true. Like I'm like, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, hundred percent. My confidence has definitely grown so much from being on any type of TV or platform because you need to be able to have some kind of confidence. Like you need to take shit, you know? Totally. You have to have a thick skin. Absolutely. If you're going to do that. hundred percent. And so I've always grown up seeing my parents do that and like not letting it affect them. And so it really gave me a sense of self and like, I literally don't need to care what anyone else thinks. I mean, which is way, way, way easier said than done. Sure. hundred percent. And I'm only 17. So I'm still figuring that shit out, but like, it's way easier for me than a lot of people. We've had a bunch of LGBTQ plus people on here who feel like they have to be this beacon of like, you know, the perfect gay, the perfect lesbian, the perfect this. 
Do you feel this responsibility as someone who's maybe in an environment where it's not accepted or just as a 17 year old person? Like, do you feel this weight on your shoulders and how do you handle that if you do? I'm going to take that question and answer it two different ways because first of all, yes. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I was very afraid to come out for like one reason and it was because I don't care if the kids in my school didn't like me. Like I was, I was ready to get expelled because I was like, this will make a great college essay. Like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. You yes, know? it will. Right? Now you're thinking, Max. Now you're thinking. <laughs> exactly. So I was a like, I don't give a shit about Long-term goals it. here. Yes, Oh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was not a problem for me. The only thing I was afraid of is that people would think I was doing it for attention because, you know, in the eyes of 17-year-old girls or guys or whatever, if you're gay, you look gay like you fit it you know which is so fucked up and it's so not true at all but I'm very you know femme and like wear a lot of makeup and like wear girls clothes or whatever fucking girls I hate saying that but it's so true but like so they I asked a lot of my friends I was like I feel like people are gonna be like you're not gay because you don't look gay which is so right. not how it should be but welcome it is to my how, yeah but it's my life, life. <laughs> yes. Yes. yeah so I I asked my friends I was like dude I was super insecure with the fact that a lot of my friends that were out were very typical lesbian, you know, like masculine kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I was super scared. People would be like, dude, you are not gay. You just like, you don't fit it. Or like, you're not, I don't know. It's like, this is super weird, but you're not pretty enough to be gay. You know what I mean? Like, which is super weird because I don't know where I got that from, but I was super scared. We talk about it a lot, Max. You're not the only one. And that's how kids do like stereotypes exist with kids because yeah. that's their that's their signaling towards it. They don't know the oh, subtle nuances yet, you know? So it yeah, makes sense. It, no, exactly. So I definitely was afraid for that reason and like to be not judged, but I don't know, not fit the stereotype and therefore I can't not be to be it. taken seriously. It yeah, sounds exactly. like yeah. which a lot of times happens at my age is a lot of people that come out are like, yeah, they're doing it for attention. Like I've heard yeah. that from like half my friends have been said that too. Like it's so messed up. It's interesting because when I was younger and I came out when I was 19, but when I, when I was younger and Liz probably can speak to this maybe a little bit more than me, but when I came out, you know, it felt like people were like, we're not taking you seriously. It's just a phase. It had nothing to do with like my looks or anything. It was like, this yeah. is a phase. Darren, you've dated guys before, you know, everyone can hook up with a girl. And then there's this sort of like bi erasure where it's like, oh, bisexuality is like, you're really gay. You're just oh doing it God. to make it an easy step to come out, which obviously isn't true because my right. co-host is a mm-hmm. fucking married to a woman and still considers herself a bisexual. So there's no reason why she wouldn't come yeah. out as gay. But it's I think interesting. I'm that- omnisexual now, actually. Oh, <laughs> you're confused still, I'm Liz. confused. Yeah. Dude, the amount of comments I got about that. Yeah. What what like, kind of comments? Like the amount of people that said, I did not even see that coming. Was the amount of people that said, dude, you're either straight or gay, and this is just like you trying to figure it out. I was like, first of all, who the fuck are these people? Who is this Tim who's right? 16 yeah. from around the all fucking right, corner? Gary, shut the fuck yeah, up. Shut the yeah, fuck dude, up. Come on. Gary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking Billy. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's interesting because you know, we've talked a lot about all this like peer to peer kind of commentary, mm-hmm. right? And Darren mentioned, you know, each generation getting hopefully better and more open. Each generation has kind of what we call our elders in the gay community. So Darren and I, which I actually strongly encourage you to listen to (laughs) this episode, we interviewed a guy by the name of Buck Angel, who has asked us to call him his trampa. So he is our trampa. He is your trampa too. I guarantee it. it. He will come on your show. (laughs) 
Oh, he's amazing. I promise you. (laughs) But we have like our gay elders in the community who have broken down barriers for us. Do you have any kind of role models or gay or queer elders that you kind of look up to, or do you not have them for whatever reason? I mean, in my personal life, I have like older friends and stuff who I like this one girl, that one that had a lot of issues with my school. She was like the reason I figured out I was gay. I was like, wow, I'm literally in love with you. But <laughs> that's so cute. Yes, my heart. Go. Oh, God. Even yeah. Darren's cold heart just melted. Yeah, I just like saw it literally it got warm for a second, Max. You're oh touching my, my string now. Yeah. Did it beat, Darren? That's what it that did, feels it beat. like. It beat. It beat. The first time? <laughs> yes, the first time ever. Yeah. I have a signal, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, like, in the media and stuff, a lot of people are starting to come out as bisexual, like Lily Reinhardt, or whatever, however you say her last name. Oh, yeah, she's the hot one from uh, Riverdale. Yep. 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 Yeah. And what's her I'll name? Take it. It's, I want to say it's Megan Fox, but I don't want to be wrong about that. That's definitely really not Megan hot. Fox. Oh, no, no. I wish it was Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Wait, who's the really, really hot one that was on like New Girl for five seconds? Did you watch New Girl? Didn't missed it. No. Rachel, did you watch no. New Girl? <laughs> the I, mean, I know Zoe Deschanel. Megan. I thought yeah. Megan Fox was kind of. Yeah. Okay. It's Megan Fox. Yeah. The really, really hot one. Okay. She's yeah, bi. Really? Megan Fox is bi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay, so that's who you're looking up to. Yeah, Lily and Megan, like those kinds of people in the queer community. Yeah, there's not a lot of. I don't know. I don't really have people like that. I think. Yeah, sure. Which is especially why I started my podcast because there's definitely no one my age like that. So, I mean, if I can be that person for anyone, you know, that would be so cool. But I don't know. I don't think I have people like that. Interesting. Your podcast is called, you know, I'll give it to you straightish. Now yeah. that you are confused-ish. confused, mm-hmm. would you say that that's the correct, t- like, should that be the correct title that like I you're know, giving this kind of, to, I'll give it to you gayish. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to. I just think that like, <laughs> it's a play on words, right? Like yeah. you kind of grew up maybe being straight, but now you're not. And so this is you figuring out that ish part of that. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I didn't want to make it anything super like specific to bisexual because I, I mean, I knew something was going to change or like whatever. I mean, I love the name of it. I think it was super clever. My friend and I came up it's with great. it. I loved yeah. it. I was like, Dude, that's it. it. That's the name. Like, let's pitch it. It was no, so fun. keep it. And it doesn't really matter. You know, like ours is called Scissorians and the Thing because it was based on the stereotype of what everyone always says about like lesbians right. or gay women. And so we're kind of playing on that. Just as a as a as a follow up, you know, I spoke to you and your mother on my People TV reality check show when you came out. To, you know, Heather apparently knew that you you know, were bisexual or confused. And when you came out on social media, she's claimed that she didn't know when you were going to do it. And you kind of just dropped that bomb. What was the conversation like with Terry? What was the conversation like with your dad when you came (laughs) out? This is actually a really funny story. Okay. So here's the whole timeline. I texted. So I've known I was something from like freshman year when I like fell in love with that girl who I've told that to. And, um, (laughs) what did she say back? Was she like, so she had no idea. I told her like, three days ago oh, <laughs> but oh, it was like yeah. a joke because I have a girlfriend right now which is not her <laughs> so oh, I told her like shit. You I didn't with that Damn. okay Max, Damn, Max. okay <laughs> all right all right bearing the lead okay yeah all right <laughs> but I just uh we just became friends again because she left my school and so I haven't seen her in a while so then I told her and we laughed about whatever so freshman year I was kind of confused didn't know what was going on told all, literally all of my friends though like I was super open about it and then 
at the end of freshman year, I texted my mom and I was like, hey, can I come talk to you? And she was like, sure. Like, <laughs> what do you want? And so she like walked in my room and was like, what's up? And I was like, so I might like girls and boys. It was like the most awkward conversation in the entire fucking world. Cause I am not, I mean, I'm confrontational, but I hate talking about things. Like I have no emotions. Like I fucking hate like you're everything me. sappy. Yeah. Okay, exactly. you're me. Yeah. yeah. Max, we're, we're so, pretty much <laughs> birds of a feather. Yes. Birds of a so feather. So my mom walked in here and I was like, so I was like trying not to make direct eye contact. I was like, I think I like girls and boys. I don't know. Well, well, I said it really fast. And she was like, okay, like great that's cool how do you know that and I was like I don't know like because I hadn't no I definitely had kissed a girl at that point I didn't tell my mom a lot of things but then it was just you know, Max can get coming. it yeah, Max, Max can get, 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 get it oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um I told her that and then I ignored it I was like okay well I'm figuring it out still so don't say anything she's like okay I don't like whatever so we didn't talk about it for like mm, a year <laughs> something wow. like that Literally no mention of it. I think I had a boyfriend after that. So we definitely didn't talk about it. And then a year later, probably a month before like came out, came out. I texted her. I was driving down. I'll never forget this because I was on the phone with my friend. It was so funny. And I thought it was a way bigger deal than it's going to be because I forgot. I like already told her because we haven't talked about it in a year. So I just assumed we like forgot about it. You know, like, it wasn't thing anymore. So I was driving down my neighborhood. I was on the phone with one of my best friends. And I was like, dude, I'm going to text my mom and tell her. Cause that's when I decided I was like, no, I'm bisexual. Like that's it. So I texted and I go, mom, I'm bi. But I didn't know she knew what that meant. So I had to say like, I like girls and boys. Sure. <laughs> and she was I like, have yeah. a feeling Heather knows what it means, yeah, but I don't like, know. She, was like, like, Bravo. She, she, she definitely knows what it means. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. And she goes, yeah, uh, I know. And I was like, what do you mean? You know? And she goes, yeah, you told me. And I was like, <laughs> I thought you forgot. <laughs> like, whoa. No. No, not something a parent forgets. I gotta say, Max. That's also something I, a parent there, I don't right? think. I don't think but you fair. can get past anything with your mom. That's yeah, just a that's, vibe. I've she's got. as sharp as a tack for sure. I should have thought about that. But <laughs> yeah. my dad. So my dad is the same as me. We have no emotions. We don't talk about shit. We ignore everything. Like that's how it goes. So I was like, I'm just. I want him to know because I want everyone to know because I'm bored of like keeping this a secret. Right. But I'm not fucking telling him like <laughs> over my dead body. Well, I because you were scared or was it just because you knew it was like two people that have a hard time expressing emotion? Yeah. And having an emotional conversation, awkward conversation. Got like it. I'd literally be like, so I'm gay. Like, OK, and it would just right. walk away. It would just right. be super fucking weird. So I told my mom to tell him. So she fucking told him and then told him that I didn't want to tell him because it was going to be an awkward conversation. So I got the funniest text from him and he goes, I love you no matter what. Get ready for a really awkward conversation. I go, fuck you. And he was like, no, but seriously, like, I love you. You're cool. Whatever. We're not going to talk about it. And I was like, all right, good. We're not going to talk about it. But we have gotten so open about it. Like, it was super awkward at first, maybe because I didn't really know how that was going to work. You know, like obviously yeah. my parents were always going to accept me. Thank God I have such a open community as a household. I was like, I don't know. But now I literally walk up to him. I'm like, dude, look how hot this girl is. Like we totally have just totally changed that. I think it's so cool. But Love that's it. how I told him I didn't. So, <laughs> well, you know, and, and I, sometimes that's fine. You know what I mean? Like Heather yeah. might be, might have had the language to tell Terry in and of itself. I have a feeling just from what I know that even if you sat him down and told him he would have had the exact same reaction in oh, front of you. 100%. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like my dad. It's like, great. We can talk about how hot women are now. Yeah. Like as like this boy <laughs> bonding moment with your dad, like that's, yeah. and that's an awesome response. And I think that's a testament to your parents, maybe being the outliers in Orange County because 100%. Orange County, 
Oh, just as an aside, do you watch The Real Housewives of Orange County? Um, no. <laughs> I think I've watched like one episode because I was in it, but I've never seen it. Because and the, I didn't watch it before. This season, there is an uh, there is a woman, Bronwyn, who comes out as a lesbian on The Real I heard about this. Okay, because I was wondering if you A, heard about it, and B, what you thought about someone being on that show, which happens to be a pretty conservative heterosexual yeah. show. I mean, yeah. it's called The Housewives for fuck's sake. I mean, even though yeah. they're breaking those norms <laughs> and what you thought about it, if you thought that was really cool or like you didn't care and it's, you know, blame of these people. Um, I didn't, I mean, I've obviously never watched it, but I heard about that and I was like, really? Like, same thing. Like, it was very shocking to me that anyone on that show was even gay. But I was like, that's super cool. Like, that's totally not something they've had on that show before. And I think it's a really different like audience watching that it's definitely yeah. a lot of people that wouldn't expect that so I think that was really like cool of her to do yeah, yeah absolutely especially in Orange County my girlfriend's from Orange County so she always would tell me about oh yeah where's she from she's from Anaheim Hills I think yeah. is what it's called yeah. or whatever she's Iranian so I guess there's like a Persian faction in Orange County or whatever yeah, she's I in mean- that People have the misconception, generally speaking. Max, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'm born and raised in California. I'm from San Francisco, but I've lived in L.A. for 10 years. Bay Area. Bay Area, girl. Yep. Hey. But I think people people have the misconception that the Bay Area is like super gay and super liberal. Incorrect. San Francisco Mm -hmm. is has a lot of conservative, like old schoolness that Mm -hmm. I grew up in. But and I think people have the wrong impression. And I I know, Darren, you're learning this through Nadine. And obviously, you know, this from working with Andy for a good gazillion years and the OC. OC is hella conservative. Oh, yeah. Really conservative. So I think people think it's like all like, you know, surfing and gay. Yeah, they totally think we're like super liberal, which is like true because a lot of my friends are liberal and stuff, but it's not like as a whole. Hell no. Yeah. yeah, it's not. Obviously, it's a conservative area. And you don't want to necessarily be defined by your sexuality or these labels that we put on each other. Yeah. Like they are they're 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 good colloquially and maybe to talk to amongst people, you know, like saying that I'm a lesbian maybe helps people right. have context clues for what I'm discussing, which I do think is important. But kids these days and I'm talking like an old person now, but kids <laughs> these days feels like they put every like I didn't grow up with social media. I wasn't in high school with social media or college. Liz, neither yeah. was she. And so I wonder how much of like, are are you ever worried about what you put on social media or what you say? And do you ever think about it coming back at you in five years? Like, I feel like kids these days are defined by their presence on social media, yet they also don't want to be defined by their presence on social media and what they're saying. So what do you think about that as a general question? Yes, 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 (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Literally, you have no idea how much I think about that. Every single thing, I, I mean, specifically me, because I'm kind of like, have a platform, but in general, you can't put shit on social media. Like it will come back to haunt the fuck out of you. There is, everyone is, I mean, for good reason, but everyone's really in my generation. Like you can't say a lot of things without being like canceled or like get mad at or something, but you have to be so careful with how you word everything, like everything. And so a hundred percent. Yes. I have to make sure everything I say is like, like I posted on Instagram like last week, and I wrote like, it's five o'clock somewhere. And we were drinking like- I saw that. Mm. Okay, exactly. So it was mm. literally- I'm just saying, I saw it and I was curious because I'm like, isn't she 17? That's what I'm saying. It was literally cranberry juice and lemonade. And like my mom commented and was like rolling her eyes or whatever. But 
it's like, I can't, I really shouldn't have put that there because it wasn't, you know, that, but that was just the aesthetic I was going for. But um, it's like, everything I say is, has to be like, has to make sense now. And like colleges. Or politically correct or whatever. Oh my you God. Know? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like your political opinion just cannot be different, which is so ridiculous, but. No, that it can't be. And I, you know, back in middle school, when I was in like sixth, seventh or eighth grade, the thing that we used to say to each other when something was stupid and Liz knows what I'm saying here would be like, that's so gay. Like, oh my God, dude, like you like the Yankees. That's so gay. Like we would just say it about random things. And obviously as a gay person now, I'm not, I don't know. I'm just using something that was like <laughs> as silly as something as that. Like, dude, you brought Lunchables. That's so gay. Like something yeah, stupid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And God forbid if I, you know, if I had social media back then and let's say I tweeted it, you know, like Trump's presidency is so gay. I'm thinking now I wouldn't have a job. Yeah, exactly. And like a lot of friends now, though, it's really funny. We're all saying that's really homophobic, like instead of that's gay, (laughs) which is freaking hilarious. Uh, Yeah, you literally can't say shit like at all. That's why I don't have Twitter. I mean, I have it, but I have no idea how to use it, which is partially why. Twitter is a dark, dark. No, Twitter is a dumpster fire. You you can let that one roll. Hi, guys. I'm Heather Thompson, host of In My Heart podcast. In My Heart started with the concept of conversations with friends, experts, learning more, encouraging independent thinking, and digging deeper into topics to inspire new perspectives. My vision and mantra for life is finding my freedoms and following what drives my light, energy, and happiness and allows me to shine. I really want that for you too. Please join me each week as I speak to old friends and new about all of the things in my heart, our experiences, and how we find our freedoms together. New episodes come out weekly, every Tuesday, wherever you stream your podcast. See you then. Do you find that people of your generation, and Liz and I have talked about this before, where in the gay community, we police each other a lot. Like you're not getting the terms right, or, you know, I might describe you as bisexual, even you, though you might prefer to be confused, but let's just say I'm saying something to someone. I'll be like, oh yeah, Max, who came out as bisexual. And I'm saying it in general conversation. Do you find that your constituency is sensitive to that stuff, too sensitive to that stuff? Or you, are you sensitive to that stuff? How do you take it? Yeah. So they're very sensitive to the whole community in my generation is very sensitive. And like, sometimes they definitely should be because, you know, like being misgendered or stuff like that is definitely serious. And dead but, named and stuff like that, for sure. Yeah, exactly. 100%. For sure. Yeah. But I think there's a level, it kind of crosses a line a little bit of forcing people to be respectful, which is fair. And then being overly sensitive about things like people calling me bisexual. I mean, I, I'm bisexual. Like that's what I said. So obviously how are they supposed to know that I'm like confused about it? You know, like call me whatever you want. I don't even care. But yeah, so I definitely think they're very sensitive, but sometimes rightfully so. But other times I just think I watched this, like it's, it happens a lot on TikTok. And I think one of the most like fucked up things about that is people in the community to other people in the community. Like you understand the struggle and how hard it is and like what you have no no one has any fucking clue right so why are we trying to tell other people they're wrong if we're in the same like place as them well i because i think that and yeah i totally agree i think the problem with tiktok instagram twitter now clubhouse jesus christ oh, exactly exactly Max. darren and i'll be there listeners well, get excited yeah. i'm forcing darren into it she doesn't like it 
Sorry, Max, you'll learn. I forced Aaron into things. I don't want another like, app on my phone. I'm, I'm like, I, yeah, I, don't I, don't want want to, I don't want um, any more apps. But I think people feel almost safe to criticize because they're at home and it's like it's, they're yeah. not face to face. And I, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the show. I think when you look at someone in the eyes, physically present and have a conversation with people, things are very different and things are said and aren't said that aren't said on social media. And that's just a bummer. And obviously we're in a pandemic, which makes it even harder and we're all removed from each other. But yeah, I think, you know, Darren and I, you know, and I don't want to speak for Darren, but I'm sure she'll agree. Like a lot of this podcast and the reason why we have it is because we have a lot of questions still. Like no one is a fucking perfect gay. Yeah, Nobody exactly. knows no everything. No one is a, no one is a perfect woman. No one is a perfect, you know what I mean? Or a man or whatever, or non-binary. Like everybody has questions. And I think if we all talk to each other more and ask those questions and feel safe about it, then perhaps the listeners, you know, can learn with us, hopefully. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And listen, as an out lesbian woman who I, I would describe myself as a chapstick lesbian, I am not yeah, overly chapstick. butch, but I'm not overly femme. I'm a tomboy okay. here and there. Kind of like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm a chapstick uh, girl. I've been told by plenty of men, you know what I mean? Like, how could you possibly be gay? You're a waste to men. And then I've heard on the other oh. side that like, oh, you find men attractive and you hang out with them. Like you're not a full on lesbian. So it's like, nothing is perfect in this world. Yeah. And as a, as a fresh faced young person who's coming into our community, like there are people out there who, I mean, you could call me anything and I wouldn't get offended because I just want to have a conversation. I mean, Liz and I literally met our first meeting Max, when you were saying that sometimes you get like the thing of like, oh, you're too pretty to be a lesbian and stuff like yeah. that. I told Liz that she couldn't have sex with women because her fingernails were too long. And I was like, on good graces, you, you can't be you, you can't be married to a woman. Your fingernails are too long. And she was like, I haven't gotten any complaints before. And like, <laughs> you know, this is two people who are in the community teasing each other about this clearly stereotype. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and Liz knew me, I think well enough at that point to know that I wasn't meaning it offensively. I was meaning it as a joke, but I right. think a lot of, but I think that interaction, which is what made me and Liz fall in love with each other was that we weren't taking each other so seriously. Like we were just having a good time with each other and yeah. it was mutual respect. And, and my point is, is that I think a lot more people need to have that and it's okay to ask questions, even totally. if it's funny, you got to understand the person who's asking it at the time. And so, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm proud of you for being able to be that beacon for people who are texting you being like, I'm gay or bi, but don't tell anyone. Because I think the more open and out and maybe confused yourself you are, other people will feel okay asking those questions and, you know, being jokey with you. And so thank you for yeah. being that. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. But yeah. I totally agree. Like, I think a lot of the problem with social media is that there's not a lot of leniency to ask questions and to be wrong. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so ridiculous because no one's right about anything. Like we, no one has any clue. So why are we, you know, putting people in a box if you have to know everything because no one knows everything. So I think it's super important that on social media in specific, we should be allowed to, you know, ask questions. Be like, I genuinely have no idea like, let's say like my sister, if she's non-binary or like if they're non-binary, you know, like, do I still call them my sister? Right. And like, that's mm -hmm. questions that if you got asked that on social media, you get flamed as fuck. Like people would be like, obviously flamed. it's X, Ooh, Y, and I'm Z. stealing that from the youth, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing it. Oh my God. Take it. Oh, it's mine. Do it. But, she's um, yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think, you know, and it's interesting and, and there have been some moments, even with Caitlyn Jenner, right. Mm -hmm. Where Caitlyn's 
daughters still refer to her as their dad. And they've right. talked about that on that right. show. And, you know, sometimes it's family specific. Do you know what I mean? So if your yeah. sibling is non-binary, they may prefer to have you continue to call them with a cis moniker. Now, see, now I'm starting to say things and I'm like, am I? You're like, you're going to get in trouble. Like you're going to get get in trouble. I'm starting to sweat. But you know what I mean? So I think you're totally right. I think we're all kind of saying the same thing that we should be able to ask questions and, you know, have some fucking fun with it. Which Yeah. yeah. And like sometimes, and this case might be the case, 17 year olds know a hell of a lot more than even 32 year olds and 34 year olds. Like we, you, you teach us, we teach you, like we're all really learning in a lot of ways. Sure. And I just think it's a very important thing to be said that it gets better with generations, whether or not it's perfect, it still gets better. Hopefully, God willing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Liz, should we play our game with Max? 100%. Okay. I'm nervous though. It's not going to be as cool as it I know. I know. Is, I like want to be cool for Max. Cool. I'm like, we're not cool. Okay, I mean, Max, no, we're not cool. Our right. podcast is called We're Not Cool. Uh, we play this game at the end of the podcast, uh, which is just fun, rapid fire, queer nonsense, bullshit. It is no lever on anything. We call it scissor me this. Liz, tee up yours. Oh, you which want me to go first? Is oh, actually shit, pretty good. Darren. All right. Oh, team Olivia or team Sabrina? Speaking of TikTok. Oh, fuck. oh my God. Olivia, 100%. 100%. Oh my God. I could talk about that for so long. 100%. Okay, wait. Was Olivia the one dating the dude? Like who was being mean to yes. who first? So Olivia was dating Joshua. I don't know why I know this, but Olivia was dating Joshua and then they like broke up. And then apparently there's speculation that Joshua was dating Sabrina. And that's why like Olivia's mad, but yeah. Got it. But we're team Olivia. Team Olivia. Yeah. Team okay. Olivia. TikTok, Snapchat or Reels? I hate Reels. I think it's just a copy of TikTok, but I think every app does that. They just okay, steal everything else. It's easier for me to put videos on there because I have a bigger phone. <laughs> Okay, so TikTok or Snapchat? TikTok, 100%. I hate Snapchat. I mean, I use it every day. It's just so exhausting. Like, it's just so much work. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people. Just, wow, people still use Snapchat. You use, you use Snapchat because the text delete, because they go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one texts anymore. If someone texts me, I'll forget to answer. So that's why I use Did Snapchat. you know that, Darren? Yeah, they don't I've never I know that. One of my friends in They so- don't text. They text through Snap because it disappears. Yeah. So kids but don't how do you like, rem- oh, kids have better memories doesn't matter than I do. Because they're like, on their phones all day. No, no, that's yeah, what- there's like a feature on Snapchat that stays for 24 hours so you can know what the conversation is and then it disappears. Is yeah. that how you no, talk that's- to your girlfriend, Max? She doesn't 100%. have Snapchat. So I actually have to text her. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I like she's keeping you on your toes. Yeah, she's keeping you honest, Max. She's keeping you honest. Okay, Okay. well, I I know you have a girlfriend. I also understand that there is a global pandemic happening. So perhaps this isn't on the brain right now, but let's just be fun with it. Right. Who would you rather take to prom? Harry Styles or SZA? Oh my God, that's such a fucking hard question. (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, about the corona thing, I literally have corona right now. So that's not a problem for, oh yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Oh no, are you all right? Do you have yeah, any bad symptoms yeah. or are you asymptomatic or? Uh, I just have like a stuffy nose, so I'm fine. But my girlfriend literally got it and then got over it yesterday and then I got it like today. So we can't see. Sorry. But I'm so sorry. I God. think, oh, I think probably Harry Styles. Probably Harry The correct answer. Yeah, I mean, yes. like the correct answer. Yeah. Is he marrying Olivia Wilde? I read all these like publications I that they're going to get married. I have no idea. I don't know either. I can uh, confirm or deny nothing. Oh, all right, Liz. Okay. Uh, okay. Would you rather eat Terry's cooking every night for the rest of your life or have Heather be in control of all of Orange County's plastic surgery for the women? 
<laughs> okay, well, first of all, I've never fucking seen Terry Cook. I don't even know. I don't think that's an option. <laughs> The only that's time the risk here, Max. You got to eat your dad's cooking. That's the risk. Well, well, he did work at what he calls Colonel Sanders when he was younger. KFC, because he's so fucking old. But <laughs> Poor Terry. Oh, just, Terry. We're botching Terry right here. This oh, is literally yeah. Oh, yeah. just a roast on Terry right now. I think Heather's plastic surgery, because she's pretty natural, so I don't think you'd be that bad. Yeah, okay, so she's better, okay. Yeah. Liz, do you have a last one, or do, do you want me to go to no, my last one? Okay. I, I want you to go to yours, because this is a good one. This is just a good 17-year-old question. What is one thing that you can pinpoint that you wish your parents understood, and they just cannot grasp the idea of it? Oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, first of all, this is a simple one, but they don't know the word simp. Like they just can't wrap their head around the word. Like I don't know why, but like like simple? like yeah, like oh, like you're a simp. Like you're like calling like, someone a simp. Yeah, like what they call it is like pussy whipped or whatever. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Maybe okay. Liz and I, Liz, you and I might be too old. Okay, Darren so and I are face for the listeners. We're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, I wanted to be cool, and I'm just not. Like Liz and I can't even pull this off. <laughs> so give me, use it in a sentence. Use sentence. simp in yeah. a sentence. Okay, so or like call me simp or something. Right, like, right. Tell me, the most yeah. degrading term because it's about. Okay, so it's like when, so oh my god, that guy bought his girlfriend flowers. What a simp! Like, <sighs> got it. The most basic thing and makes okay. you like a simp, pretty much. Are you a simp with your girlfriend, Max? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. See, I got it. Yeah, I yeah. got it. I yeah. got Darren's it. on it. Yeah. yeah, you got it. You got so it. So they can't understand simp. That's... Yeah, they, they just, just can't... can't wrap their head around it. They need to define it every time we say the word. I don't know. But I think something they don't understand is why social media with our friends is so important for socializing. Because... No one besides my generation has grown up with social media as their main form of communication. Sure, like, right. We cannot go a day without using it, without people thinking we're dead. <laughs> like, I have not been able to do that. No, people would be like, are you okay? Like, are you alive? Because that's our only way of communication. So I think me telling them like, oh my God, they're saying like this shit about me. They're being so mean to me, blah, blah. And my mom says, go dark. That's not an option. I can't just sit, not say anything to these people. You know, like they'll freak out. Like no one does that. Right. So I think they just don't understand how much it affects your mental health as a high schooler. Like when you have to deal with other high schoolers yeah. on social media. Do you know anyone's wow. phone number by heart? Oh my God, no one's. I know my mom's just because she made a Classic. song out of it. And that's, I don't even know my dad's. Yeah. Darren, oh do you think God. about all the phone numbers? I could even recite. I can remember my phone numbers right best now. Friends landline, and we didn't <laughs> even have to use area codes back then. It was just seven digits. We seven didn't digits. Have to, remember that, Liz? And oh we yeah, call the landline, and you'd memorize it, and then you tell your parents to get off. The and line. I was a brat wow. because I <laughs> ended up having so many people calling the house, constantly calling the house. That my parents, instead of getting me in trouble, they just got me my own landline to my room. (laughs) And I, my phone number was like a little triangle. So like everyone at school knew it because it was whatever. I mean, I I guess I could tell you without the area code. It was 789-9577. So I mean, look how happy she is to say that number. Max, did you hear? She was like, it's 789-9987. And then actually, I'm going to do one more throwback that's going to blow. But I wonder, Darren, if you did this. I still have them somewhere in a box. I would write out 
all of the phone numbers that I had. And when I first got my first Nokia, like the, the brick one, you couldn't like save your number. Like you would lose your, if you lost your phone, you were fucked. No more phone numbers. So every that. like two months, remember that I would mm-hmm. write down everyone's contact in pencil, like on line paper. So just I using have, a pencil, Max, might blow your mind, but Liz yeah, used a pencil. Like sharpening it. Like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> so I just like that kind of shit y'all have no idea about. So I really do commiserate with the um, having to be on social media, but you guys, we, we're social forget. creatures. We're social you creatures. Got, yeah. And now more well, than I ever. feel you. Yeah. Max, wow. this was such this was a so fucking fun. pleasure having you. Thank you are having me. incredible. Tell the listeners where they can listen to your podcast, where they can find everything Max Dubrow. Please tell us where we can follow you. All right, well, follow me. All of my socials are always just Max Dubrow. That's it. But um, my podcast is I'll Give It To You Straightish. Um, yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's, that's my main form of communication is definitely Instagram. Don't add my Snapchat because I is blowing up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's just Max Dubrow on everything, though. <laughs> Classic. And you can find us at SIAT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Darren is Carpe Darren. I am Listen to Liz. Max, this was a pleasure. We Thank love you. This you was so lovely. Love you. You're incredible. And tell Terry and Heather we said hello and that we Terry will. is not allowed to cook and Heather is not allowed to do plastic <laughs> surgery. Deal. <laughs> Deal. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. Scissoring Isn't a Thing is a production of Embassy Row. Our executive producer is Sarni Rogers. This episode was produced by Alexa Machia and Anna Marie Johnson. The show is edited by Maureen Begas. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SIAT Podcast. See you next Tuesday.